Hello, creeps. Welcome to the Horror Vanguard. I'll be your ghost. I mean host for today's exciting tale of terror. Saw 6, or we live in a saw society. <laughs> Yeah, now, now that we're talking about Celtic FC and the Jill Talk Extended Saw universe, we should probably be recording. We we should. Um, I am sure that Betsy Russell is a delightful person, but do you know how she got the gig to be Jill Tuck? Defeating Costas Mandalore in a game of one-on-one football. Uh, that would have been interesting. No, she lived next door to one of the producers. <laughs> That's... Actually, that, that that that's kind of awesome. <laughs> I kind of respect that. It tracks, right? It tracks. I, I I mean, I keep I keep waiting for this. You know, like I keep, I keep waiting for the Jill Tuck extended Saw universe, right? Like I keep waiting for the moment where she takes over the franchise as either the new Jigsaw or the new hero who's got to stop the new Jigsaw, and and it, the movie just never does what i feel could have been the best thing it could have done which is jill tuck as saw uh yeah which would have been great right and an obvious an obvious kind of like continuation of um john john's legacy you could have gotten tobin bell back to do more than just like talk to a video camera like it would it would have been fine (laughs) (laughs) all right shall i lead us in lead us lead us into the pit well, everyone, if you haven't guessed what we're talking about yet, we are talking about Saw 6, the sixth movie in the franchise, Saw VI, Saw Vladimir Lenin. We are going in to what I what I think is the worst movie ever. No, not that bad. It's not it's not yet Man of Steel, but wow, was this one bad. I, also, hi, my name is Ash, and I'm joined as always by the liquor guy, aka John. How's it going, John? Uh, hello. We are going to have fun because um, I, I, I think this movie is bad, but it's, it is not so full levels of bad, but we, we are going to, we're going to have some fun talking about this because uh, at this point, at this point, the Saw franchise has stopped taking itself seriously ergo we are free we are free to stop trying to take it seriously as well i I think i'm on the other side of the response to this one because i don't feel while watching this i didn't feel liberated by kind of this frustrated mania that saw was building up in me like this 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 movie this movie and i did not have a tantric experience It, it was more of just being like nauseated by the fact that this is the third movie in a row that's the same movie <laughs> like it's another clip show of saw three saw three this is this is like saw three realism like like the last real cultural rupture was saw three yeah and we just keep living saw three over again and i am like so sick of these flashbacks of a visibly aging costas mandalore and and everything happening within the same five minutes as saw three somehow it's it's sort of like being trapped in a temporal loop and it's caused because uh in in retrospect when uh saw four and saw five both really suck (laughs) i I suspect that uh um the executive producers went oh yeah we accidentally killed off the best actors in this franchise literally three films ago so (laughs) 
We're going to have to find a way of shoehorning them back in here somehow. So, so what you're saying is that Saw 6 is our Typhon expanse, and much like Data, we need to send like a, a numeric signal back in time to pry us out of the loop? Uh, I, I think we are trapped in a kind of temporal vortex here. Yeah, we are, we're stuck in a loop. Uh, we are trapped in the eternal Obama era 2000s. Nothing will ever change. Hegemonic neoliberalism has won, and our slasher killers are now taking over the zoo. It's that's that's all there is here. Oh, okay. So let's 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 start there then. Let's start with the zoo, um, because I think this will this will take us to. I think this might have this was this was my favorite line and my favorite scene in the movie. Um, it, it, it's probably up there for you too, if I'm going to guess. But we have we have this most beautiful scene in the world where uh john john kramer aka the jigsaw guy is like yeah he's he he just had the ceo of health insurance company uh just kind of look him dead in the eyes and be like uh, and, and say something to the effect of i know we used to be friends but i no longer value life and because i don't value life i am going to let you die through not valuing life yeah the the health the health insurance executive who who does confess that he is a disciple of moloch um and wishes to <laughs> uh <laughs> wishes to incinerate the entire world in a fiery pyre and 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 so after after hearing this right uh jig jigsaw immediately turns around and sees, uh, which has up until this point been, I guess, conveniently out of frame, a wall that is an aquarium full of piranhas. And then he, he like cracks one of those wry half mouth smiles, turns directly to the camera, winks and says, piranhas in a setup that never pays off in this movie, which to, to this day has me so frustrated yeah where where is my piranha trap you can't have the the hollow the, the the halloween slasher killer freddy krueger protagonist guy look at a bunch of piranhas you you and, almost see the light bulb go off above right. his head <laughs> you see the gleam of joy in his eye like <laughs> He he practically does a little jig, like he's beaming when he sees the piranhas. Like he's figured it out. Don't you oh, wish? Don't you no. wish that we could all be as happy as Tobin Bell when he sees a tank of piranha? <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're right. We are. There is there is a kind of clear and obvious setup that you know. Uh, obviously, John being a, a gentrifying uh, real estate developer might own a zoo. They're a piranha. And you're like, yes, I can see where this is going. And then the movie, which doesn't have any object permanence at all, just sort of forgets about it. <laughs> and, and like, we, we keep getting these signs where it's like, caution, zoo personnel only. Danger, zoo, zoo staff only beyond this line. Caution, it's a fucking zoo. I, I just, just, just think, just, just let's, let's, let's do a quick, like an old school psychoanalytic experiment. I'm just gonna gonna say a random string of words, and and just y you you in audience land, our dear and wonderful and perfect and beautiful listeners, just just allow allow your mind to paint a tapestry, a horror movie scene, if you will. Okay, three, two, one. Jigsaw Zoo. 
per- perhaps in that moment you envisioned somebody with a tiger chained to their face or perhaps a, a man with a tank full of piranhas slowly filling around his head. I, I don't know, but it involved a zoo animal, perhaps. God, how could you, how could you miss so hard? Um, I, I, I absolutely agree. There is, there is only, there is only one, uh, uh, trap sequence in this film, which I think is any good. And it too has literally nothing to do with zoos. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so I thought the traps were like way better. They're, they're better than they've ever been in, in Saw. Like I, the traps in these movies were are the ones that I thought were the most like fun from like a horror fan perspective. Like they were weird and gory and elaborate. The the carousel, I, just yeah, that's some that's some good primo saw right there. The carousel with the shotgun, I'm not, great. I'm not a, a a zoo employee. I'm not a a zoological expert. Um, but do they have just children's carousels in zoos? Maybe like in the play park area? Yeah. I, Why is it, not this set in a carnival is what I'm getting at. I mean, it, that, you had the great idea for the, for the carousel saw trap. That would have been amazing. And then you went, yeah, we'll set this in a zoo. And nobody in the writer's room, nobody on the production staff went, guys, <laughs> seems like maybe we should just, no. Okay. Yeah, fine. Fine, it'll cut. Uh, I, there, there. I, I actually do think the traps are quite fun. The carousel one is the best one. Um, but again, this could have been set literally anywhere. Yeah. So, so now that now that we're done with a forty-five minute discussion on why the zoo was bad, one another thing that I realized while watching this was that uh, there is one living director who should absolutely have the reins of the Saw franchise. And it's it's an old friend of the show, Mr. Robert Zombie. You are 100% correct. A, Ro- a Rob Zombie uh, Saw movie would absolutely own. It would be so good. PhD Satan as Jigsaw, like with with the kind of musical life that was breathed into Lords of Salem, like this is we've got all of the ingredients here. This is this is like top chef of doing jigsaw. Yeah. Just just I'm just manifest this really quickly universe. Uh I mean uh RIP said Haig, but but who would you rather have watched as the jigsaw slasher killer? Professional football player and very pouty man cost this man to law or Sid Haig? I know like hands down I know who I'm rather watching. Sid Haig as Detective Hoffman trying to lie about not being the Jigsaw Killer would have been, quite honestly, the greatest moment in cinema history. Absolutely. Absolutely. Forget you, Meliers, the Lumiere brothers, Goodnight, Hitchcock, whatever. We've got Rob Zombie directing Sid Haig as Costas Mandalore's Hoffman attempting to lie. Yeah. Don't 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 give this franchise to Chris Rock to reboot it. Give it to Rob Zombie. You cowards. <laughs> <laughs> what would you what would you like to talk about next in our, our journey through Saw the Sixth? Um well we haven't wasted any time on the plot because the film doesn't waste any time on it either. But should we talk <laughs> I do think we should probably maybe in a little bit we can talk about this film trying to do social or political critique, but should we talk about Detective 
the, the world's most suspicious man, Mark Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this, this movie spends no time on its plot. And I legitimately like, outside of like the, the B plot, which is uh, people in a zoo that's actually a circus attempt to escape saw traps, that I like. I liked that stuff, right? And it, like that B plot was coherent, right? There was there was energy there. The whole like jigsaw needing health insurance thing, that works for me. But like the yeah, A plot, yeah, yeah. which is a resurrected detective Perez, uses <laughs> this gift from God to live a second life on this earth, to instantly get murdered again by the same guy. <laughs> What's what's so what's so good is by at this point, at this point where the F, the FBI has been going, ah, oh, it seems like there's somebody on the inside in the police department who might have been helping the jigsaw killer. There's literally one guy. There's one guy who's left alive, which is Hoffman, and they're like, don't know who 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 could it be. And just 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 really really quickly here, like I'm I'm no Batman, but like. All of our Saw victims are a random array of people connected only to John Kramer, except for the one guy who murdered Hoffman's sister. <laughs> I don't, I'm not, I'm not putting red string on my maniac corkboard here, but I believe there's a straight line. <laughs> uh, that, that's what it, that, you know, in the FBI headquarters, there's just, there's just like, a web of red string and question marks and just a picture of Mark Hoffman and they're just going, it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> all, all of the red strings are like making arrows that point to him. <laughs> <laughs> there is, there this, is. We, we, oh, go, go on, go on. There, there, like, there's so much about this which is just amazing because he just continues to be the most suspect man. He like appears at FBI headquarters looking at his fancy mid 2000s smartwatch and uh, Perez is like, Keep looking at your watch. Are you? Are you? Ca like it seems like there's a stopwatch going, almost like a countdown that we know Jigsaw likes to use. And he's like, "Yeah, I was, uh, I was doing a jog before I got here." <laughs> and that, that that stuff is is all just like, it, it. That whole sequence is just so baffling to me, right? Because because ultimately, all these other de detectives realize that Hoffman is the new Jigsaw when they decode his voice from the the Jigsaw tapes. And he escapes by like ramming a fork into an electrical socket, <laughs> which which apparently if you do that, you'll turn off all the lights and get the jump on three people in three different spots of a room. I I I actually really want to talk about this scene. So so the FBI tell Hoffman to come to their lab. They are de-scrambling the voice on um, one of Jigsaw's new tapes to find out what it is. Um, and the phrase that plays over and over again is right now you're feeling helpless as Mark Hoffman is in a room with three other FBI agents. You all, uh, are either completely clueless or know that he's a serial killer. And, uh, I, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I unironically think that scene is amazing because you have this constant repetition of this key phrase of right now you're feeling helpless played over and over again. The ca camera just keeps going closer in on Costas Mandalore's amazingly immobile face. 
Um, <laughs> uh, and then he decides to to do the the most sensible and rational thing in the circumstances, which is just brutally murder literally everyone else in the room. Uh, just incredible, just incredible filmmaking. <laughs> that 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 whole thing is like like this is another like the the entirety of Saw Six. Um, can, can be summed up with the word squandered, right? Like the zoo thing, absolutely wasted, it, completely unused potential. Having, having like Jigsaw smile and 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 lovingly start kissing the aquarium holding piranhas, absolutely wasted. Mm-hmm. And then you've got this, you've got this like that. That sequence was like really interesting for a bit, right? Because you have that phrase like right now you're feeling helpless. And it's the phrase that Hoffman used on his victims, but now it's being played back to him as the entire FBI is about to realize that that no doubtedly one of their most top 10 wanted guys ever is standing in the room with them. And, and, and I, I maybe, oh God, I just feel so naive because I was like, I was like, oh man, he's going to get like busted and then they're going to have to figure out how to save these trap people, but then there's going to be some real twist. And, and no, he just like, I, I just I, re- I don't even know what he did just magically everyone around him just turned into confetti and he walked out of the room it, it's just amazing just like I say he 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 just he just makes the most rational and sensible choice which is to murder three FBI agents um it, it in a room which is presumably connected to other rooms in an FBI building so it's like he's what I kept I was like <laughs> he's walking down the corridor covered in blood and and somebody's like Hey Mark, are you okay? And he's like, "Yeah, fucking printer cartridges." Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, like that was like that was so baffling to me because, like, sure, I get it. It's like late at night or whatever, and we're we're working late on the case or something. But like, surely this isn't in the basement of a middle school, you know? Like, there, yeah, like there had to have been. Like, it was just so. Oh, and, and to and to bring back Perez only to instantly kill Perez again was the, <laughs> was another squ- absolutely squandered moment. Everything in this movie is wasted. This movie is like going to a buffet and filling up your plate, and you throw everything away and then get back in line. Uh, yes, and this is this is the reason I I want to kind of link this back to. The fact that you said that this is basically a, another clip show of Saw 3. And I just put a, a simple phrase in our doc, which is, these films are edited like fan cams. <laughs> so, like, it it doesn't really matter, but what matters is that you continue the continuity, right? So it, it sets up what I think would be genuinely interesting. Like, not not good, by, but, like, good for a Saw movie ideas gets rid of them but that doesn't matter because you preserve the continuity right and as long as you can throw in a couple of twists that maybe people didn't see coming it's fine but just watch the final five minutes of a saw movie and tell me that they're not edited like fan cams that you'll see under the replies to like in the replies to a joe biden tweet absolutely phenomenal however unlike fan cams um the kind of extended saw universe fan cam has never been used to like jam a texas anti-abortion website uh, uh, which <laughs> everyone in listener land supports your local abortion advocacy groups activists and rights it's gonna throw in a timely bit of news there uh do that 
if we're talking about, you know, timely stuff, should we talk about this film franchise's attempt to deal with the absolute Kafka-esque nightmare horror show that is the American healthcare system? Yes. So in Saw 5, we had kind of an attempt to do a social political commentary. You know, pr- prior to that, Saw was just, it was just like this kind of vapid moralizing and like everything, of course, is inescapably political. You know, it's just the material nature of culture. Um, so the commentary has, of course, been there. Um, however, now the film is the film has become self-aware and it's attempting to do this engagement more directly. So in Saw 6, uh, we have all of our Saw trap victims are members of the Umbrella Health Company. Uh, which is an insurance company owned by the same people who make the T-Virus. Yep, so yeah. Jigsaw confirmed to be in the Resident Evil universe. Yep, absolutely. Which that blew my mind. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is, this, is, this is an attempt to do some social commentary. Uh, and I, like, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not an American. I do not have to navigate, navigate the absolute uh, g- genuine nightmare fuel that is health insurance in the United States. So maybe it's like, what did what did you think about this as a as a critique as a, as a kind of satire of American health insurance? It's so incredibly crass. Was was my my appraisal of this right? Because you get this kind of like, uh, like honestly, like like I I I was expecting some kind of ecstatic joy. You know, the, the the kind of like that this movie would become for me an object of cathexis in some kind of way. Right. That that all that all of my pent up anger and, and sorrow over how much suffering happens because healthcare companies want to make money um, or they, they have to make money based on how they're constructed within a greater capitalist machinery. Right. Like I, I was expecting some catharsis here, but it's just not there. Like the the movie is just like oh healthcare CEO you're a bad bad boy uh, how how dare you not value life naughty naughty and, and there's no uh, I don't know I was just kind of maybe maybe I have like saw fatigue but like it just nobody, like nobody 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 learns which is the problem right this is the mm-hmm. whole like the whole logic is. You you will be tra- like you'll be transformed. You'll learn to like nobody learns shit in a saw movie, uh, mm-hmm. and we get right to the end. And the twist is that the the um, the family that we think William has been trying to get his way to is in fact the family of a man that he denied coverage to and con- condemned to death. Uh, and then our health insurance executive gets uh, melted by a. Uh, uh, hydrofluoric acid being injected into his body until he splits in half like a like a big gooey ravioli <laughs> like fucking cool hell yeah uh but i'm also like oh like this is this is the very kind of like i what this made me think of is like you know like senior executives or like uh people make people in high management make a big deal of like if if an employee is discovered to have made uh, uh, made a kind of like the, it, racist remarks on social media. Well, we will fire them, but certainly don't look at our racist hiring policies, or certainly mm-hmm. certainly don't look at the way in which we uh, uh, use our kind of racial privilege to to enforce healthcare inequalities. So it's like, yes, we we killed off 
the health health insurance the the insurance company CEO, but the insurance system exists still, um, and it's going to continue. Absolutely, you know, people will continue being fed into this horrendous meat grinder of a system. And even though you might feel better because you managed to melt a guy with acid, again, very cool. You, it, nothing, nothing here has changed. There has been no shift. Nothing is different now. And, and we need to return to the fundamental conservative core of Saw morality. Who is the first guy that gets killed as the healthcare CEO makes his escape, right? So the very first trap that he's in is... In, in a refreshingly strange saw trap where if you breathe, uh, a vice will crush your torso. So you have to breathe less than the other guy in order to survive. Um, and he's, he's uh, our, our contestant today is playing against the long-suffering janitor of the healthcare company who, who has like uh, emphysema and smokes cigarettes. And, and we see the return to form for Jigsaw, that even when attempting social commentary, every single thing still rests on the fact that the movie wants to treat like addiction as a, as a moral concern, right? It's a moral failing on this janitor that he still smokes cigarettes. And on top of that, like any kind of commentary that we wanted to have about the nature of healthcare is immediately wasted because, because Jigsaw blames this man for his own medical illness. Right, like Jig Jigsaw is in a sense absolutely no different than the healthcare insurance guy, who's because the whole healthcare insurance guy thing, his his whole arc in this is he's developed a, a new scientific formula, and if you punch in all of a person's information and numbers and statistics, you'll find out how likely they are to to live. Right, so he he's doing like middle management Jigsaw, and but, but Jigsaw does the same thing at the very beginning with this guy, this old janitor. And it's so it's so frustrating. There's like there's no political commentary here. It's it's a it's a flat, immobile expanse. It's a one dimensional political commentary. It, yeah, Table flip. It, like an attempt was made. Like they they tried, uh, but unfortunately they they are too hung up on their own internal um, continuity to actually try and do anything even remotely new. Um, and this is why uh, I said that this is a this is a this is a bad horror movie. This is not a good horror movie, but it is an excellent uh, installment of the continuing soap opera that is the Saw franchise. That, <laughs> uh, it bring back it brings back some of the favorite characters who were written out of the series for reasons that remain underexplained. It has a ludicrous one dimensional villain. It has uh, absolute non-entities in the traps that you are sort of incentivized by cinematic structure to root for being murdered. Like it's th this is this is this uh, at this point this is not a horror movie. This is new metal soap opera, um, and as an episode of a soap opera, it does exactly what you want it to do. I, I completely agree with that. I, I think this this fits this kind of macabre soap opera theme that's been running through these last three Saw movies. Um, yeah, I don't know. The The only thing I like in here is in the beginning, we get um, Scream Queen's contestant winner, uh, Tanedra Howard, 
plays plays at a, some executive who did something bad who who has to like chop off her own arm to survive a saw trap mm-hmm. and like it plays in a sequence that I, I think is probably like the rest of saw it's rooted in like this conservative political framework about individual moral responsibility in our bodies but like I, I, she like she had that scream queen energy when she was hacking off her own arm that that kind of like there's there's like this frantic glee that I associate with like Myla Nurmi and Elvira and Linnea Quigley and I think Tanedra Howard absolutely had it in this Saw movie. Nails it absolutely nails that whole sequence. Like which again squandered. She should have been in the rest of the damn movie. <laughs> um. I I I it's it's. If if you if you have the right if you can have fun with this, I think you'll have a lot of fun. Um, but if you if you realize that it is a series of wasted opportunities, even though it is much better than Saw Four, um, if we can divide these films up into two, right? You have the you have the Jigsaw trilogy, which is one to three. You have the Hoffman trilogy, which is four, five, and six. And we will get oh, wait, in- it's over now. And we will get into what happens in Saw Seven. Aww. But like <laughs> on, on every count, on every count, the Jigsaw trilogy is just much better. Um, but if you can have fun, there are some fun moments to be had. Absolutely. You just have to uh, turn off the part of your brain that can recognize political commentary and words in the English language. You will have a great time. Mm-hmm. But if you if you if you like read a single thing that pops up on screen, it's your mind will just I don't know fall into a pit of despair. <laughs> and I think this is this is this is the thing for one of the things for me that's getting really frustrating with these Saw movies is that they're just like this is this is like a reactionary individualistic politics that poisons the very core of the concept here. And even in this movie where they're trying to do this kind of Obamacare commentary, right? This, this, this change in the zeitgeist where now we're, we're, we're much more critical of healthcare insurance companies and the just god-awful desperation caused by how the United States treats healthcare, you know, governmentally, culturally. And the movie is aware of this, but is unable to go, go beyond that core of like, oh, you've got to... It's your fault for being sad because, you know, little little Bobby was eaten by a tiger um, at the zoo. And oh no, shoot, shoot. I'm writing I'm writing the script for a better Saw Six in my head right now that actually has zoo animals. Yeah, you absolutely are. <laughs> and just oh, like the it's like the political commentary in this one is so frustrating for me. Because you, you have kind of just like a, a very crass and a very simplistic healthcare companies are bad thing going on right <laughs> but, but like there are so many people like in in like the carousel scene i think is is the best trap scene in, in this movie but because those were all like like so all the like it's a carousel and it's got a, a shotgun that's going to shoot everybody it's like mu- musical chairs with a shotgun and our uh, our healthcare ceo can like stick his hands in a pointy machine that can save two people mm-hmm and he's got to pick which two get saved, right? And, like, he just kind of picks two of them. But all of the people on the carousel were his, like, top policy cancelers or whatever. Like, they were his, like, go-tos for causing other people to die. And I'm like, okay, like, there's there's a good crass commentary, right? Like, 
It's very simplistic. It's over the top. It's a little unwieldy, but like, I see what we're going for. But in the scene immediately prior to that, it's like little old lady who was just the office secretary and some guy, you know, and it's, it's not, uh, it's much, much less engaged than that. Um, and just, oh. well, we, we are, we are into the kind of home stretch really of this Saw franchise retrospective. And I just have to say that if you and Rob Zombie were running things, things, things would be a lot better. I mean, I won't, I, I won't even say that they're better. I will just at least say that the zoo would have zoo things in it, um, which by default would make it, imagine, imagine just, just like, just, just paint, paint with the light of the mind's eye jigsaw trap in zoo gift shop what what fun we would have absolutely right there's so much possibility i do i I do i do like that ending that ending sequence though the 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 last of the healthcare ceo right because that like that was like an interesting plot line right because this whole time we have a a mother and her teenage son trapped in a a saw chamber full of like it's like a giant bucket of acid Mm -hmm. yep and there's a sprinkler system above their head. So, uh-oh. And then li- literally like a switch on the wall that says live or die. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, I-, I loved how, I love that. It's over the top. It's ridiculous. This is what I want from Saw. I, yeah, like that one. Uh, so what, what, do you, what do you make of the political commentary in that one? Because you have a mother and her son and their father was killed by this the CEO. Like he himself actively denied the plan that would have got him the, the heart treatment that he needed to keep living. Well, this right, is so that, this this is what the thing do you think of that? that's so frustrating, which is like at least in Saw Five, uh, they what, the characters go actually all of us are in some way is accountable, right? All of us are responsible. It isn't mm-hmm. a it isn't a question of like yes they do have the their their rich boy Patsy, um, but but the characters admit that in some way culpability is shared, but in this it's like well you did it. And you chose to do it for liter- for no other reason other than you're a bad person, um, and it's sort of like, c- come on! Even in your own franchise, do you not remember in the last film you were beginning to understand that maybe uh, societal, even ma- dare I say, structural and systemic problems exist? But no, we're back to like, well, he did this because he's bad. He's a bad person, and maybe. Maybe the problem is nobody has melted him with extremely strong acid yet. Rather, <laughs> rather than the problem is a for-profit healthcare system that incentivizes the murder of literally hundreds of thousands of people every year. Just so ham-fisted. Well, I, for one, am really looking forward to Saw 7, a.k.a. Saw 3D, a.k.a. We live in a Saw-ciety. We do indeed live... In a society. <laughs> <laughs> okay, seriously, Dar- Darren Lynn Bowsman, I I'm here. I I'm a precarious freelancer. I I can write Saw nine point five. We live in a society. If you've got a moment, wouldn't, wouldn't we have fun? Oh, what a well, gra- what a great place to stop. Um, are you excited about the next film? Three, 
Thanks for tuning in, creeps. And remember, stay spooky. <laughs>